안녕하세요. 나는 김민정치 아버겠습니다. Hello, my name is Kim Minjong, and welcome to the Rundown from South Podcast. As always, these episodes are sponsored by Booze Beers. You're one knock it away for getting your own pack of Booze Beers. Use the Rundown from the South for 50% off at checkout at BrewsBeers.com. And as always, thank you to the people over at Dice Studios. Let's get on. Welcome to the Rundown from the uh, South Podcast, Episode 7. Now, this episode is going to be something special in the makings. I just want to sort of take the time to address the situation of the PFC 155 takes. My thoughts on Stewie's performance. Actually, I'm going to have Stewie in the in for another segment soon after I'm done with this, but welcome to the Rundown for the South Podcast, Episode 7. Today's episode is going to have the segments of K-pop, DFC 155, and DFC 156 potential cards and fights, including a very special guest of Stewie Griffin, the current DFC welterweight champion, and my former opponent, in a trilogy series that I beat him. But, um, yeah, where was I? Um, the DFC 156 is, like I said, the, the DFC has been in a very, very beautiful predicament right now. Extremely good predicament. This is the prime of the DFC. And I'm happy to partake in it. You know, the performance after Cody Garbrandt, or no, my bad, Dan Booker. The performance after Dan Booker. You know, we're seeing a lot of people emerge and people carve out their legacies as greatest of all time and stuff like that. But it's it's pretty funny considering that the losses that Yami had. If you guys haven't checked out the the main event, uh, Yamazaki lost that, DFC 155, but, oh, <laughs> this isn't even an intro or segue or anything, um, as always, the Rundown for the South podcast is sponsored in part by the Wolf Pack, as well as Bruce Beers, a joint sponsor, and I am a coach at the Wolf Pack, my Buddy Helvin and I have seen him fight. You know, really good fighter. Um, also, I love you, Barry. I want to get on the on the Busy Barry show. That's something I want to pursue. I've never been on the show. You know. Um, uh, my thoughts on the bantamweight division is also going to be talked about this episode. And also, thank you to the listeners, the viewers. Hi, I'm waving. I'm waving to the camera, if you guys can't see. We post full VODs and on our YouTube channel, The Rundown for the South. That's T-R-F-T-S on YouTube. Or you can go to the Dive Studios podcast to check out full VODs from other uh, creators as well, such as Eric Nam, 
One Ho, and Alexa. You know them as my co-hosts. I said they're busy promoting music and everything like that. So let them be um But yeah, I sort of wanted to touch on this topic. Oh, also, sorry I keep trailing off, but also, we have a Snapchat now. Yeah, um, the rundown for the South podcast highlights are going to be posted on Snapchat now, as long as well as Dire Studio. So add us on the rundown for the South on Snapchat and make sure to subscribe to us as well as we have a TikTok. Yes, we have a TikTok. Dive Studios post highlights and funny content as well as highlights from the rundown for the side. Um, also, I mentioned the YouTube. Yeah, but really, Gansamira, Gomawa, to the producers and the staff over here at Dive Studios, it really takes a whole army just enable, just for me being able to post out this episode. And like I said, I did deliver. I did deliver. I said I was going to be back. You know, I just had to wait uh, for material and everything like that. But I'm back. Full time. Excuse me for taking a sip of water. My throat is dry. Um, but yeah, a lot of interesting stuff has happened in every single division. And that's why the DFC right now is in the practice. We have so many good cards. No card is undersold. No card is undersold. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and clear the notion of I don't think Yamazaki deserves a rematch. I'm going to be honest. I don't think he deserves a rematch. We guys may be thinking, oh, why do you have a stance on that? Number one, he lost that fight. He lost that fight. That was the first time Yamazaki has ever gotten tested. And I think for the second time has gotten into deep waters. In title fights. He's usually dominant. But after the third round, he really started to slow down. And that's when we saw a champion arise. You know, and if I think a rematch happens, I don't think Yamazaki is winning. I I 100% don't. Not even. You know, I, I, I like to... Like I said, I respect Yamazaki, but the fans' take on this one is absolutely wrong. Just because you have a champion that's so dominant for so long, I think, what, two and a half years? Two and a half years title reign? Really good champ. Really good champ and probably the greatest middleweight of all time. But, you know, Stipe got those comparisons in DFC, in the UFC, after he beat, what's his name? Daniel Cormier. So, but he got beat by Ngannou. The difference was there is that there was a finish. There was a finish. And not once do I take the, the chance to discredit Jose at all. What Jose did in their rematch is incredible. It's something not even Dachi can do. It's not even Dachi could do. Dachi underperformed. Dachi got the rematch. I think he deserved the rematch, even as a heavyweight contender myself. 
I think he deserves the rematch. Because every fight and every single situation between every single fight has a different take. You can't use the same fights from the past to try to prove it. Because every single fighter has a different outcome. What happened when Navy fought Carnage and he lost? I'm going to bring this for comparison. Navy retired, so we couldn't even see the instant rematch. You could have made the rebuttals on Carnage's duck, but you can't even, for one second, even say that Carnage was a ducker. If Jose does not fight Yami, that's the right decision. That's the logical decision. And you may, oh, well, but, but KMJ, KMJ, Yami's, Yami's been dominant for some, yes, he has, yes, he has, but was he dominant when he fought Jose, was he dominant, was he truly the better fighter, put that question up to those judges, because every single judge scores a contest, one round specifically, they are required, because I judge fights. I judge fights. So I know the judge requirement. I am a fighter at heart. I am a fan at heart, and I am a judge at heart. Three fighters scored it 49-46. And able to get a 49-46, Jose had to win three rounds. Three rounds. Or my bad, four rounds. He actually had to win four rounds. That's how you... He won four rounds. Meaning all judges saw the contest. Listen, I thought it was a 48-47. I still think Jose would have won. I do think Yam's damage output was good. But the fact that you're not even giving Jose the credit that he deserves, talk about fucking guts. Talk about guts. That a fighter has. And I know that I've trained him, I sparred with him, and I called him a future champ. I make the predictions that nobody else thinks is going to happen in the moment. If Yamazaki versus Jose happens, it's going to be the same exact turnout. And I can't wait to sit here on my podcast or sit here on Twitter, sit here, direct face-to-face contact with you guys as Yamazaki fans. And I'm speaking strictly to the Yamazaki fans. When Yamazaki loses to either Trey or Chandler, what's going to happen now? What are you guys going to go back and say? Oh, the rematch should have happened? No. Do you want to know why? I got put in the same predicament. Believe it or not. And Kenny wasn't called a ducker. Actually, I think he was. He was called a ducker because he fought Stewie. Even though I had the right to the championship. Because I'd be the best contender. I think I'd beat Cowboy. I think I'd beat Cowboy. Who was, at the time, the number one contender for that fight. So, so what's the point? What is the conclusive point? Every single fight is different. And that's what makes the fight game extremely beautiful. 
Every single fight's different. Every single one fight is different. And I'd hate to sit here and try to rebuttal the facts of, well, because he's been dominant for so long and he's held the title for two and a half years. Okay, so did Navy. What happened with Navy? He retired. What happened with Yamazaki? Do I think he deserves a rematch? No, I don't. Because champions, and I'm bringing up the Cody fight. I'm bringing up the Cody fight with Kenji. With that logic, Cody should get a rematch. But what is he sitting there and doing? As of time I was, as of time I was recording, because Cody um, tested positive for COVID. That fight's gonna have to have, have to happen today. Excuse me, food water. But that fight's happening today. Versus Kerry. And the winner of that fight isn't the number one contender, the number two contender, because Cedric Woods is now going to fight at 135 for that strap with Kenji. Did Cody deserve the rematch? Yes, I think he did. I think he did. Because one body kick landed, ended the whole entire fight. One body kick landed. Cody was dominating that fight. And it's sort of reminiscent of his TJ Dillashaw, the first fight that he had with TJ. Knocked him down the first uh, first round. TJ came back and won the second round. And guess what? It is isn't rematch happened then. Because guess what? Cody tested, or my dad, TJ tested positive for PEDs. So why... Do we, as a fight fan, not get the rematch between Kenji versus Cody, but sit here and talk about um, Yamazaki versus Jose, too? Why? Why? As of right now, if Cody wins, then that's probably the next rematch to talk about, or the winner of Kenji versus Woods. We all know that's the next fight to make. If it doesn't happen at 156, it's happening at 157. You know, it's it's an interesting take that a lot of fight fans, I think, seem to strongly think about. I mean, what's Jose's... Why is Jose getting bashed? Why is Jose, as a post-fight, as a post-fight interview, saying the correct things as a champion should after winning the title? Every other champion before, regardless of controversy or not, depending on some instant rematches, in some case, had to fight. Cody Garbrandt, a big example that I'm bringing up here. A big example. People say, and that's why, hold on. I'm going to bring up another fight. Me versus Lopaka. Lopaka. My bad for butchering the name. I think an instant rematch should happen. You want to know why? Because I was winning four rounds to none. Like I said, I made the statement of I'm going to make him suffer for 25 minutes. Made him suffer for, tw- for 24 minutes and 59 seconds and got stopped. And the reason why I bring it to you today is what all those three fights have in common. 
is hard. I talked about it. I talked a little bit about it in my in episode six. I specifically mentioned that Lopaka had the most determination from a fighter I've seen in a minute. Kenji had the most determination in a fighter on that day. Jose had the most determination I've ever seen in a fighter. He pulled off the win. He, when the championship rounds mattered, not once did he falter. Maybe rounds one and two are up there. Round three, yeah, I'd give it. I knew it was going to go into a split. I knew exactly it was going to be a close fight. It's an extremely close fight. And you're bringing up the comparison of, well, what if uh, Valentina versus... What's her name? The girl who lost at UFC 266 last night. Excuse me, another one of my... I forgot her name, but my uncle Trey uh, trains with her. But I bring I bring this to you because had that had a split decision, which ultimately did not happen, I said bring me one fight or a similar situation that I can use. It didn't happen. She got stopped in what the third, maybe no, I think she got stopped in the fourth round. Pretty boring fight to watch. But what I'm trying to say is, is I think this topic will die down because, like I said, I think fighters, uh, some of these viewers that are listening that are heavy Yamazaki fans are going to learn that just because your favorite fighter loses, that doesn't cost for an extra match. I lost, so I had to sit there and take it. Cody lost, so now he's sitting there and taking it. Dachi lost. So he's sitting there and taking it. The difference between Dachi is that he got beat twice. And then it's rematch. And my point is, is if that rematch happens, and you guys all claim, oh my god, Yamazaki, yo, oh my god, Yamazaki-san, or Yamazaki-kun, Onegashimasu, please, 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 please win. And just to see your faces when Jose beats him again. I can't wait to sit here and just say, I told you so. I can't wait. I can't wait to sit here and prove you guys wrong. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about Ego McMahon. A little bit. In this podcast. Number one. As a fighter, as a current fighter. I can eat and drink whenever I want. It's my podcast. You don't have to listen to it. Now, once did I ask you to listen to it? All I say is, Welcome to the Rundown for the South podcast. This fight is sponsored by so-and-so and so. I'm being comfortable. I'm comfortable. I'm not going to sit here and lose my voice just because one, one person tells me, to stop eating and to stop drinking. You know, I think it's pretty boring 
to listen just for 22 minutes straight off of a backdrop that has has like just the same music playing. It gets dry, doesn't it? Doesn't it get dry? Is it or is it just me? You know, I think Diego lost to TJ. A little bit. 135, uh, 135, and I think heavyweight are the two most exciting divisions right now. 205, nah. It's the same situation as middleweight. But middleweight gets a pass because of the new champ. That's why. You know... And I'm going to bring a close, uh, the fight that, honestly, Ego McMahon could have brought up. Because I was, I was, I, I called him about it and talked to him about it publicly. Is is the one fight that Jose versus John Jones happened, or my bad, Jose versus uh, Yamazaki Hinjiro happened. Was it John Jones versus Jose Reyes? Ultimately, the challenger lost. And the only difference between those two is... Um, the better fighter lost those fights. I'm pretty sure we all can sit here and say Jose Reyes was supposed to have an incident now. But, John Jones vacated in the title. So what now? What's next for Jones? 248. That's what's next for John. That's what's next for John, in all honesty. Heavyweight is John Jones. So I sit here and, well, you can make the argument that John Jones was ducking Izzy. In all retrospect. But I bring it, I bring this to you. Because I respect Yamazaki as a fighter. But there's some times where I think fight fans just have to sit and actually use logic. Actually use examples. Having what-if scenarios doesn't justify a rematch because that situation hasn't happened in your life. Or in the fight game. Not once. You know, I feel like I don't know. This it's 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 certainly interesting. It's certainly interesting to see all the EFC fighters to talk and call Jose a ducker. Jose isn't a ducker out there. Not even. And I feel like Trey brought up 100% a comment. Because, I mean, Addison White just got added to the DFC. A uh, Egg White's daughter. Um, But... What I 
normally would say is this middleweight. And it's, it's, oh, this is weird too. Jose loses to Jordy. Jordy loses to Yamazaki and Jose beats Yamazaki. That's weird too. No, there's a bunch of polls, and um, I'm, I'm just going to take a look at what ESPN has to say about it. You know, they're, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to see right now because I'm looking at the ESPN app. Oh, that was a good card too. DFC eighty eight. Uh I'm reminiscing right now because that's that that's like young KMJ eras right now. But Exactly. That's the thing. That's the thing. And I feel like Munz brought up a good point on ESPN and he said, How how the frick is Jose even controversial? I swear there was one more chance. For not rematching Yamazaki when you just won the belt. Exactly. Just give Yamazaki. Exactly. And Egg said it. Egg McMahon said, to be honest, it doesn't take much to be the most hated DFC champion. And, and you're easily most controversial. Anyways, I take that back. You're not Prophet or Astro. And I'm not even going to talk about the specific fight. I mean, saying he was robbed when two judges scored the contest. 49-46. He won four rounds of that fight. He won four rounds. He had the better heart in that fight. He performed better. He performed better. There's... There's nothing you could say about this coming event. There's nothing you could say about this coming event that has hasn't been said. You know, it's it's an interesting take that. Yamazaki is entitled. I think he is. Fight fans. Only apparently Yamazaki has the only preferential treatment just because he is considered the best. In our era right now, that's why he gets preferential treatment. Yamazaki isn't Brock Dobbin. By all means, he isn't. He isn't. But he's dominant. 
He's dominant. And I feel like he is the best fighter in our generation right now. But that generation's over. That generation's over. And you want to know what the next generation is? The next generation is, is Blake Parsons, Cody, and Jose. Somba and someone else. There's a new generation, ladies and gentlemen. There's a new generation. And it is going to be interesting to see. Very fun to watch. You know, Jose. Props to you, man. All right. You did the unthinkable. You retired the Undertaker. For WWE fans. You now put yourself as one of the greatest greatest middleweights to ever do it. And you may say, well, well, he doesn't have the title wins or anything like that. But the thing he did that no one else can do in the DFC. No one else. Ego McMahon said Stewie was the only person right now that could beat Yamazaki. Not me, not Kenji, not Paul, not Sushi. No one. Not even Tiago. No one. No one. Hell, not even record. No one could be on the body. That's how high Ego McMahon was on this podcast. That's how high he was. And I gotta be honest here. It sucks. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sort of disappointed that Yamazaki didn't win. And it's that disappointment that makes fight fans make Yamazaki have entitlement. Make him entitled. It's all about reactions. It's all about reactions. Jose isn't the most controversial champion of all time. That can be argued me recently. That you could be argued with Cody, that could be argued with Keenan, a bunch of these different fighters, Astro, Carnage, Joe, Last Joe, a bunch of those fighters could be mentioned. Let Jose have this championship. He earned it. Instead of sitting here and saying, oh, Yamazaki won the fight and this and this, did it happen? No, because the judges scored it the right way in the judges' eyes. No one's going to tell the judges different, and you could sit here and debate about it, but were you judging that fight? Were you guys as fight fans sitting in those judge judging seats? No. Because you're a fight fan. You don't get paid to make those decisions. 
I'm not telling here to sit down and be humble about it. I'm just saying before you look at the facts and before you provide what ifs versus actual hard, cold facts, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. This is the Rundown for the South, episode seven. I'm going to lead right into the sponsor. As always, a rundown for the South. This episode is brought to you in part by the guys over at ESPN. Get ESPN Plus. And also, I believe Disney is having a 50% off off of Disney Plus. So there, it comes with the bundle between ESPN Plus as well. So you're able to stream the fights like DFC 124, for example, as a lead up. Or more fight cards in the previous. Thank you guys over at ESPN for sponsoring us and let's move on righty welcome back to the rundown for the south I am Kimming Jung the former two-time or the two-time welterweight and lightweight champion of the DFC formerly to separate divisional titles, which are hanged up in the back as of this recording, but I sort of got carried away with that. No, I didn't. 100% I didn't. And I feel like the thing I got to talk about that there's stuff that you just can't teach. It's hard. That's going to be the year's uh, thing that I preach to a lot of fighters. Confidence and heart. Having confidence in yourself, knowing that you're going to win, no matter what, is why Dachi lost. Let's talk about that for a reason. I was let down by Dachi. I, I didn't think I would be able to. But I was let down in that fifth round. And like I said, that's another thing what separates the contenders from the champions. Believe it or not, there's certain attributes that champions have. I'm going I'm to look at Alexander Volk- Volkanovsky, for example. He was confident going into last night at 266 near fight ending situations where we thought, oh crap, yeah, uh Falcon's gonna get dethroned. Not once did he falter. Not once. But they put on one of the greatest title run or title fights in recent memory. For a card that I really thought was gonna undersaw. Under well, it did understand. But a lot happened in it. And heart is something that you guys can't teach. That's something that's something that you either gain over time or it just does not come with you. It does not at all. Lopaka had heart. 
it's it, it's 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 just something that keeps you going for some reason. Heart is something that keeps you going. It's like you know, I can't lose. I can't lose. Whether it's probably God's blessing or anything like that, it's something you can't teach. Jose had heart. Um, Stewie's going to have delays. So, like I said, I'm just going to talk about heart for probably about 15, maybe 10 minutes or, or so, depending on how my situation goes or not. But... Why many fighters have heart? You know, when I was actually talking about fighting, between episodes one through five, I kept, or episodes one through 5.5, there, there was, there, it was there, but I'm like, you got to keep going. You got to keep yourself self-motivated. And what's the thing that keeps you self-motivated? Heart. Heart. You know, do you have enough heart? You know, it's easy to lose and, like I said, learn from your mistakes, but that's easier said than done. You know, luckily, I've had heart. I have heart. I know because confidence is also a part of heart. Believe it or not. If you told Jose that he was going to lose in that fight, you would have gotten knocked out on the spot. If he told Stewie that he was even for one second going to lose that fight, he was going to get knocked out. And there's a borderline between confidence and arrogance, and I'm not a borderline of it. I'm confident because I have my wins and I have the stats and the facts to back it up. I built a resume career, and I'm one of the most successful people to ever step in the DFC. I am an influencer, and I am one of the most popular fighters that the DFC has ever seen. Or, I, sh- I shouldn't say popular, I should say pulverized. Arguably, the most pulverizing figure in the DFC. Because no one has seen me. They've never seen me before. They just saw some guy around DFC 84 to 86, rise up in a week, win a chip, lose it four days after. The same kid that had to spend three years to just win a welterweight championship. And I'll tell you, that's hard. That is hard. Knowing you, like I said, because no one knows someone else better than you do. Other than the Lord. No one else on this planet knows you better than you. No one else. Walking, breathing, no other object on this planet, physically on this planet, nothing. Nobody knows yourself more than you. Your conscience. No one else. You know you have heart. You know if you have heart. 
you know, and it's sort of, it's sort of funny because I want to go back to a film that was produced about, what, it's 2030. So I'm going to take it back about 12 years ago, uh, when I was like 17, I was 17 when this film came out, and it's called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And basically what this film is about is, is uh, this African-American kid known as like, Marlon, or Marlon, um, basically has to figure out why he was charged with this Spider-Man. And you know, there's a running occurring thing with superhero movies that, like I said, the build-up is extremely tense, and the build-up keeps going and going and going and going and going, and we have the eventual leap of faith scene, where he basically let go, and that's the heart. That moment right there gave him heart. Not one second did he doubt himself after he jumped off. Yes, it did take a little bit for him to learn how to swing and shoot the webs, but he found a way to get it done. That's what champions do. When pressure and when they're down, they find a way to get it done. Not saying that Yamazaki hasn't done before, but he wasn't a champion in that fight. He wasn't the champion at all in that fight. Jose was. And the outcome shows that this kid had heart. Lopaka, I wasn't the BMF champion. Lopaka was. Yes, I picked more strikes, I was more accurate, and I should have won the fight. But when it matters, when it comes down to when it matters, who crumbles and who can amount on top, that's where diamonds are, are formed. Justin the Diamond Poirier said it best himself. And I'm telling you right now, as a viewer, as a watcher, right now, the watchers right now in the VODs are seeing me jump up and see how light how lively I'm getting because this is something that I'm extremely passionate about. Having heart is a part of motivation. Motivation comes with heart. Heart gets motivation. And what I mean by that is this heart is something that you know. You trust yourself more than anything. Chargers versus Chiefs in 2021. Week three, Chargers have lost a very blowing against the Cowboys. Justin Herbert stepped up and led his team to a game-winning victory at two minutes or under two minutes. You know, Patrick Mahomes, you guys know him as one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever do it now. Nine years later, one of the greatest quarterbacks to do it. But in that game, a star was born. That last drive. There's always pivotal games between MVPs, and Justin Herbert had that game to win himself the MVP. And I don't say this just to poke sticks at the Kansas City Chiefs that year. That year. Who wanted the win more? Sure, at the start they may they may have wanted it, but they didn't desire it. If Yamazaki really desired it, he would have picked his shots perfectly. 
he would have landed more leg kicks in that fight. He would have utilized body kicks, elbows. He would have fought his fight. And not even once let Jose even change the time. Not once. See, he did fight his fight. But he let up on the gas. No margin for errors as a champ. There's no margin for errors. What happened with Valentina? When she had a margin for her, she lost the round. And everyone was like, oh my god, maybe Jessica and Drawed. Well, guess what? Next fight came, ragdolled and Drawed. Got the win. So what's next for Valentina? She showed that heart. That's heart right there. That's heart right there. Yamazaki has heart. I'm, 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 I'm not... I'm not... Denying that. But he let off the gas. Everything has an ending. In life. And there's no avoiding it. Those who make excuses... Are ignorant. And I'm not just saying this... Just because I didn't think he win, he won. Controversial, at, yeah. But don't discredit Jose because Jose had the most heart in that fight. A legend and a champion was born as soon as the fourth round took place. Maybe second round. But right then and there, she did the best she could to win that fight, and he won it. No matter how, and no matter when, where, or how you win. As long as you win, and prove to yourself that you are the best in the world, no one else is going to top that. Like I said, being a champion is saying, I was the best at this time. To say, you beat the greatest middleweight and the most dominant middleweight we have ever seen. Which is a big statement considering Navy. Which is a big statement considering Navy. But we have ever seen. Now that gets interesting. That gets interesting. And that's why I, I, I say give Jose his respect. You saying that Yamazaki deserves the rematch is discrediting that kid's heart, and he has heart. I saw it when I sparred with him. I saw it in Helvin, and I see it in Blake, and I see the same thing in Cedric Woods. I see all these fighters that have heart. Hell, even Cody has heart. But it's a matter of how long can you maintain that heart. And that's the that's the always that's always the scariest thing for the champion. I'm gonna be honest. The scariest thing about a champion is not defending the belts itself or not even holding the value of being a champion to that self. Like I said, you don't the belt doesn't prove you. You prove yourself to the belt. The belt chooses who it's who its champion is gonna be. You know it's sort of in like like I said, there's this game called Redemption Impact. And in the story the gods give visions to the people who earn it. Like I said, you earn it. And he earned that belt. He earned 
the right to be the best at 185 right now. He is the best. That's why you say, you hear, the undisputed DFC middleweight champion, Jose Paulo. I'm not saying this as a former teammate. I've experienced him as a former teammate, so I know where I'm coming from with this. I know exactly where I'm coming from with this. Do not for one second discredit Jose. Give him his respect because that kid has heart. He had heart in that fight. Didn't he give up? Ortega had heart. Volkov had the bigger heart. Jose had the bigger heart in that fight. If they rematch, it might be Paul versus Ruiz. That's that's the that's the best thing I can compare it to. Probably one of the greatest fights I've ever booked. Or pre-fight build-up. I think that's in the making of probably the biggest fight in DFC middleweight history. That's how big that fight is. This is the Rundown from the South podcast, episode 7. As I'm running out of water here, my throat's tightening and I'm probably going to lose my voice. Let's talk about... Why I promised I said I'd talk about last episode, and that's K-pop. Now, like I said, K-pop's in the interest state right now. We have Stacy came back with stereotype, absolute fucking banger. Um, Purple Kiss came back with the first comeback, and then Zombie, absolute fucking banger. Um. Red Velvet came back with Kingdom. Absolute banger. Price is coming back. 17 is coming back. Um, any other releases that I want to talk about? Let me check. Let me check what I'm listening to right now. Let me check my last look at songs right now. Kingdom Come, I think, is probably... Red Velvet's best song. You guys should listen to that. Um, Stray Kids has been good. Um, I want to talk about NCT's comeback. I think Sticker. I couldn't take myself serious watching that MV. I think it was extremely good. But... They come from an uh, an entertainment company that is very experimental, extremely experimental. I feel like if they find what works, like next level, extremely experimental. Um, Sticker, the same thing. And I feel like it's gonna be one of those love hate songs 
at first, not many people liked Next Level. And I feel like Itzy maybe, oh yeah, Itzy came back too. And they finally found it. I'm going to say this right now. They finally found it. And they found it in Crazy in Love. And Loco. Loco is an absolute banger. Golden Child with Rom Pom Pom. Banger. SF9 Teardrop. Banger. I've been saying that for the last two years. Deja Vu. Oh my god, Deja Vu. So good. Like, mm-mm. my voice is, I'm going to lose my voice soon. But um, Moonwalker was good too. Um, BB, always an amazing artist that you guys should listen to. Um, the Boys, Throw Ride, decent. Decent. Brave Girls, always kicking ass. Um, Bandit's still waiting on their comeback. Um, Pixie's coming back. I love Pixie. You, you, you guys have heard me talk about Wings and how I think it's really good. They're coming back soon. Um, so is Aspa on that topic. Um, Twice is coming back with an English release called um, Not In Love, I believe, or, uh, let me look this up, let me look this up right now, somebody, try this up, eh, jogi, kunde, the feels, ah, da, 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 and something that, um, it's Changnam, Changnam, Changnam. Uh, the answer is called The Fields, and it comes out on the first. So, as of recording this right now, it comes out five, uh, six, maybe five days. Um, Pixie. Pixie is coming back on the... They're coming back on the 7th, so five days, or six days after the release of, um, off of the feels from Twice, and their title track is going to be called Temptation, they have an, uh, it's going to be a one, it's going to be a EP, Pixie's first EP that they've dropped, and their title track is going to be called Addicted. They actually have three, two title tracks. Really? Called Addicted, Bewitched, Moonlight. They have Still With Me, Bewitched English Version, Moonlight English Version, Bewitched Instrument. Oh, okay. So never mind. It's going to be a mini album, but we're going to have the English and uh, Korean releases. So if you guys don't want to listen to the, the Korean version, there's always the English version. So, um, 
I want to talk about Third Eye, too. I want those girls to come back so bad. But they've... They're in Triple Seven right now, and they're doing their thing with promotional business-wise. Um... Uh, I don't even know what to say. Uh, I've sort of dragged this on longer than I thought I would drag it. But um, I don't know. It's been it's been it's been interesting. Not to say the least. A lot of people are simping for live. But yeah, I think it's going to do for this segment. Um, as soon as you guys were hear- hearing me in the next few seconds, I will get Stewie on as our guest. So he will talk about his opinions and his thoughts about DFC 155 and the future of DFC 156, which I think is either going to be sushi or a doubleheader between 135 and 205. So we could potentially see that Cedric Woods versus Kenji fight. And I'm going to ask about his thoughts and opinions, and I will discuss my thoughts and opinions. This is the Rundown from the South. Podcast episode seven. This episode of the Rundown for the South podcast is brought to you by the guys over at Allstate. And Max, yeah, believe it or not, um, you are all in good hands. Use Allstate for your life insurance, especially if you're in Stockton and you get smacked by Nate Diaz or Nick Diaz. Or maybe even Addison White. She's a new addition to the DFC as of this sponsor, both from Stockton. You know, who knows? Use the code, the Rundown for the South, for 100% off your first meeting with the All-State Insurance Manager. That is the Rundown for the South. Check out for 100% off your first meeting. Thank you for listening to the rundown from the south and the closing sponsor for this episode of the rundown from the south is brought to you in part by the guys over at wolfpack we've just started and it's a sponsor that i'm really happy to be a part of um a lot of guys from the bruise Brewers team is over there working hard so it's a nice warming and welcoming welcoming community as well um, there's a giveaway going out right now. You guys can use Wolfpack Gang, and you can tweet out the Wolfpack people as well. This offer ends in about a month to a few months, at least. But we're a growing community, you know, we have a lot of the Griffin family and a lot of my family as well training over there. So come back and say hi. Like I said, if, if there's anything that you need, I'm always here. And that's where I'll be training for now on, or for the foreseeable future at least. So go to wolfpack.com and use the code Rundown from the South. That is wolfpack.com and the Rundown from the South to get your free fighting hour. Or I wouldn't say fighting hour. 
I would say it's more like of a exclusive training. You know, we can help you hone in your skills and everything like that. Don't be afraid to join the team. You can learn from me and learn from a lot of other fighters. So don't be afraid of As always, thank you for listening to this episode. And Jaja Sale, Ron Young, have a nice day or night or dinner, lunch, breakfast, brunch, crunch. I'm going off on a tangent. But yeah, that's the sponsor for this episode of the Rundown for the South. And as always, stay safe and stay welcome. All right, thank you, Maxwell. As DFC 156 just got announced, and it's going to be the main event between Kenji Fuji versus Kerry. Now, my thoughts and opinions about that. Kenji's a fucking bitch. Like, I, and I'm not just saying that genuinely. Woods is going to make you suffer. Woods is going to make you suffer at 161. And you better get comfy because it's going to be a long-ass ride. You got three pay-per-views. And guess what? Karma isn't a bitch. It's a mirror. And know that muting me because I worked hard. I knocked out everyone in that top five to earn the shot. I'm not taking other any other fights. I'm not even fighting for the belt. I'm going to fight you. Just know that Woods is going to knock you out. He's going to finish you, and he's going to disrespect the shit out of you because you're disrespecting that belt. I can't wait to see Carrie choose me over you. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see you lose to Carrie, then you lose to me. And then I finally capture the 135 strap. It's, it's going to be so immaculate. And I'm not even saying this because I'm pissed. I'm saying this because you fucked up. You chose the wrong person just because she got a win over Cody. Cody lost. He wasn't the number one contender to that fight because you said, well, well, uh, what a fighter. And uh, Kenji versus uh, Woods has waited so long for this opportunity. And now he has to wait more. He has to wait more. There's a reason why Woods hasn't fought since the Gary fight because he didn't have to. There's a reason why you didn't have to fight Cody again because you beat Cody. You beat Woods for the number one contender fight. Yes, you did. Don't get me wrong. You did. And after that, Woods Woods fought Kerry and he beat, or no, Woods fought TJ, then got offered Kerry and beat Kerry. That was the number one contender fight. Had Kerry won that fight, I'm disgusted. I am genuinely disgusted. I'm not one to take this personally or take anything personally, but this is personal. Like, genuinely, this is personal. And not not because of the decision-making, but because of what's happened and transpired over DMs and everything like that. And how you just interact with me in general, dismissing everything that I say. 
That's being petty. So you're just a bitch. There's, there's no definition. You're a ducker and a bitch. Jose isn't a, isn't a ducker. You're a definition of a bitch. I can't wait to see Carrie fucking duck on your ass. Oh, because she's the most talented. No, she isn't. No, she isn't. Because if she had been the most talented fighter, she would have beaten Woods. I rest my case. The rundown for the South podcast is now coming to an end. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I wasn't able to get Stewie on the show because he had some family stuff to attend to with his wife and kids. But other than that, um, I think I'm going to head back to Seoul prep for the Paul fight, which I think is going to be great. And Barry, I can't wait to be on the show. I can't wait to be on the show. Um, DFC 156 is live between the co-header of, I think, Sushi and I believe... Let me get this right. I believe Kenji and... And Carrie are the main event for the fight. Well, two bitches. I mean, Carrie isn't a bitch. And like I said, oh, well, you can make the argument. No, you can't. Because it was either going to be Cody versus Woods for the shot at the belt, or it was going to be Carrie versus Woods for the shot at the belt. I don't think this fight should even... I don't. I think 157, it should actually happen at 157 if that's the case. So you can get the rightful owner to fight for that belt. You're not honoring the belt. You don't have heart, and you don't have technicality, and you don't have what it takes to be a champion. You're, you're a placeholder. You are a definition of a paper champ, and I hope you know that. Everyone listening to this, Kenji's a bitch. Akira Fuji is a bitch. You can go ahead and mute me and ban me and whatever you want, because that's not going to change how I personally feel about you now. I can't wait to humble you. You may think I'm arrogant, stuck up, and think I, I'm entitled to everything. And that's probably why you didn't choose Woods for the fight. Which is the wrong way to go about things because now you're putting your personal interests out of it. I can play politics. I'm speaking as Woods now. I'm speaking as Woods now. Woods is taking over the podcast. And Woods is a nice person. Woods is a nice person. He's just got a lot of discredit because I was tired when I was fighting in Woods. He's just got a lot of discredit. He's been the longest. He's currently the longest active fighter in that division. The oldest fighter in that division in terms of he, he's seen it all. He's seen it all. And now he deserves a shot. You know, there's a saying, soon enough, you'll get your, your cut at the barber. So I'm not stressing about the title shot at all. So, get your tickets at DFC 156 to see Kenji get fucked up. I'm personally going to commentate that fight. So you'll see Kim and Jung commentating the fight. But anyways, that is a rundown for this episode 7. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed it. My personal call out and my personal segment right here. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, a little bit of eating, too, while I was at break. But I hope you guys enjoy it. Let me know. Uh, thank you over to the people at Dive Studios and the viewers for listening. And thank you for our sponsors. Um, you can watch the Rundown for the South at Dive Studios 
our YouTube channel and our stuff like that. You can follow all social medias. Everything's the same. You catch our full VODs, highlights, and everything like that. And also, don't be afraid to say hi at me at the pack gym as well. And that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of The Rundown from the South. Peace. Welcome back to the Rundown from the South podcast. I am Kim Min Jung, your host. And today we have Stu as a guest, not with this plan. I brought a special guest right here in Fireball Match. You guys know him as Max in the DBA, commissioner of the DBA, former Super Bowl champion with the Los Angeles Chargers in the DFL. Such a decorated man himself. Welcome. Hello. Mr. Max. What is going on? Uh, not much. Not much. Uh, of course, DFC 155 just happened as the results between Kerry and Cody just got done as well as of recording this right now. And Kerry dominated that fight. I mean, did you have a chance to see that fight? Um, the co-main, I believe? Uh, no, not the co-main. We'll, we'll get to that. But the... Um, the third fight, the third fight, Ooh. Cody and Carrie. I missed at it. I missed it. Well, let's just say the last action was a D counter, and Carrie had eighty-four health. Oh my god! So, in the in the second round, so you could, yeah, it was dominant. Yeah. So, what do you think? What do you think is next for one thirty-five? Because obviously Woods beat Carrie, and then Carrie go. Goes ahead and beats Cody. Who do you think has the next shot at one thirty-five? What one thirty-five now? Mm-hmm. Wow, I thought I thought it was a bit higher. Um, wow. no, no, in bantamweight. I think it is. Hold up. No, because featherweight is getting added too, which I want to talk about with you as well. But the only the only reason why I ask this is because. Now Kenji's sort of in a predicament because Carrie's probably the most... She's the money fight, if that makes sense. Right. Both picks won't really necessarily mean one thing. Woods has been waiting for his rematch because uh, he hasn't gotten a shot since Sosa was champ. And they had uh, two fights there. Who do you think Deserves the shot. Ooh, that that's a tough one. Um, my mind is blanking. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's right. It's right. It's right. I have no idea. I'm just gonna put it out there. I have no idea. Uh-huh. I'm just All gonna be honest. Right, for context, Kerry versus Woods happened before he was going right. to fight for the title. So, but Cody just came off, a, off of a loss to Kenji, which, which is controversial in itself. And I was going to segue that in to what the Komen sure. fight. Yeah, right, right. But, I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure if Egg really um does this anymore, but what we used to do is that the champion gets to choose from one of the top three. I mean, I'm th- they should do it. I haven't seen I haven't seen it been done in a while. Mm-hmm. Like champion gets to choose from top three. I think he cut that out because a champion could probably just choose the person he just lost again and again. Yeah. That, and one thing I want to talk about because I've been pretty adamant in this episode so far as far as Yamazaki and how he doesn't deserve the rematch. Um, because he got beat by the better fighter. Right. And not fight. And I feel like a lot of what Ego McMahon is saying or providing isn't factual at all. It's yeah. like it's like hugging hugging an opponent for like like twenty five minutes straight. That's, that's the case. I believe that's exactly what um who is it? Um was it in the last fight card, one forty five I'm sorry, no, not one forty five, one fifty four versus Thiago. He tried Thiago? to like clinch the entire round versus Ruffles and he ended up like giving him more health at the end of the round. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, these these fighters try to emulate the Karen J experience. I don't know the best way that I could say it is is I mean it wasn't really a bad strategy to go in considering how good B punch is. But you have to get them to the ground. You can't just clinch and expect results because clinch D and clinch P, which I'm gonna talk about in a moment, are extremely good. Now, I mean, like, like you have to mix it up as well. You can't just, mm-hmm. you, I don't blame if you have to like take him down somewhere in the fight, but you also have to mix it up too. You got to put in some hooks, you got to put in some B punches, some kicks. Because, and this is probably late, but I, I, the Thiago fight is a perfect example of not mixing up your shots. All he did the entire fight was clinch, W takedown. And some overhands for two rounds before he realized, oh, maybe I should mix in a different, like, different move. You have to mix it up, especially when you rely on ground game. Because part of ground game is using takedown and clinch. And when it does not work, you need to have a backup plan or you're Mm going to end up healing. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. And that's why I feel like, and I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I feel like BJJ... And defensive boxer are the best two right now, just because of the amount of rate that they give. I mean, the ankle pick's good, the sweep's good, the foot jab's really good, the B dodge that you have on um on those who rely on ground game. Mm-hmm. It's just those, amazing. I mean, BJJ really doesn't rely on ground game as much, but it's I think it's the most it's the best round. Other than judo, because judo's there too. Judo's there too. Right. But I don't think it's as good as BJJ because number one, you have uh, S lock, you have forearm choke, you have dark choke, and I think you have choke. Forearm choke's light crank. Yeah. And J crank's good as well. Right. But I feel like that's a move that not many people use in the clinch either. Is is Jake Crank as well, but I feel like clinch B 
you flinch, especially because you have the sweep option, you have the chokehold option, which is the most. But that's another option of taking the fly back to the ground. That's not a takedown. That's a right. choke. So I right. feel like I feel like if you're gonna do something, at least have a backup plan. At least yeah, have exactly. a exactly. Exactly. The commands aren't going your way on the ground, then at least either make it a dirty fight mm-hmm. and or just clinch. And I feel like honestly, that speaking of one fifty four, that's what made Dachi lose the title fight. Yeah, 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 exactly. One hundred percent. Because in that fifth round, he gave up. He started using overhand haymaker. Pick your shots. Like, like, like even people with the ground game. I've seen the most simplest methods when it doesn't work. At least like a small jab or a small leg kick. I'm like, all right, you're putting in some sort of damage. But the, I'm referring to this again. The Thiago versus Ruffles thing. When you come out of the round and you haven't even inflicted a single piece of damage on him, by the way, Ruffles never went below 100 throughout the entire fight. God, that's dumb. He came in with 100 health and he left feeling better than what he was. That doesn't tell you maybe you should probably have a backup plan. I do not know. <laughs> He he never dropped below one hundred, and he never, <laughs> and he left feeling better than what he was. Uh, oh my! I, I don't even know how to answer. <laughs> like, like with me because I know my um, fight with was it Kenji that I had as a title defense. Right. Yeah, I think it was, and I got called for cranking for like half the round, and I'm like, number one. He's the better striker, so oh yeah, against Connor, yeah, against Connor. I'm like number one. He, I would get out strike in that fight. I've taken him down, and I'm just gonna chip away at health. I'm yeah, looking yeah. to win rounds and the fight. If I get a finish, so what? But I'm looking to win at no matter means what. And like I said, fighters now they don't have the heart. They don't yeah. have heart. I mean. Mm. And I will say, as a advocate for the hating of ground game right here, you will say, I will say, I I dislike ground game. It is evolved to be better than what it was in the past. In the past, you in the past, it was literally, you can just do dub, takedown or W takedown. You'd instantly be down on the floor, no sprawls, no nothing, just on the floor. That's it. You're pretty much screwed. Defend the defend wasn't working that well. Up kick, up up kick was a meh, but it wasn't it wasn't even really like, up, implemented. That stuff used to be broken for the longest time. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, that's I know about, about that one. I know. I know, know up kick was broken, but that's like a whole another story. Basically, back then ground game used to be just if if you were doing it, you'd be called out for it. Like you just do a takedown. Oh, like, didn't Luca get called out for that? Hmm? I Luka believe got called out for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did. Like, um, just the just using it over and over. Back then, you could just do it, and it took so long for Egg to finally realize. Oh, maybe I should probably nerf this. What I've realized with Egg is that it, 
unless it, it directly doesn't affects happen, him, exactly. It, it, yep. <laughs> unless it starts directly affecting him, he doesn't really look into it. Jesus. Exactly. So now he's probably he said he's gonna nerf. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna buff uh, BJJ now, which I feel mm-hmm. like if you do that, that's the worst decision you're making. It's already he's strong as grappling. Like judo's there too. Like I feel like they go hand in hand, but BJJ just has a better clinch. I feel like um, because it lands more because it hasn't mm-hmm. been nerfed since I think my last fight with. Uh, in lightweight, yeah, I think after the Alexa fight, then it got buffed again. Jesus, I know, I know. It's it's and, been that long around like five years mm-hmm. in retrospect. So I don't know. And uh, listen, listen, when Egg makes like new styles and stuff, mm-hmm. he doesn't. Egg, when Egg makes new styles, I'm really appreciative of that because I'm right there and yada yada. And we get to see what he's making. I'm like, all right, this seems good. This seems good. And this seems good. The problem is, is that he doesn't like take the time. When I, like, what I've realized is that when we go to testing, he doesn't really test said commands. Like, hey, hey, Max, or hey, Stewie, do you want to come here and you want to test, try a fight with this style, so we can see what's the problem with it. He just puts it out there, and it takes mm-hmm. a while for him to actually realize. Maybe we should start nerfing this, or maybe start nerfing that. Mm-hmm. Or should probably it. should. It's something that we should probably do in the testing room, in the, in the testing mm-hmm. chat. Call one of us and let's do it. You know, and I feel like I mean, because A probably has the hardest job. I mean, that that that's not yeah, even yeah, no hands question. down, like he, hands down, the hardest and the most stressful job in the DFC. But it comes at a cost because either you're going to be love for it or you're going to be hated for it and i feel like egg egg is a really like he's I, i'm pretty sure he'd be the only one that can handle that job and he's the only person for that job but i feel like karate as a fight style has to be reworked yeah you know they're talking about the some the submission game and everything like that it's karate first as 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 a person that now I want to see K move be better than Fame because K move if you you can't even use K move three actions after like that's how bad K move is like the odds are so pushed up there has to be some sort of rework here you know um, I feel like. It doesn't matter unless it's like directly affecting him. I mean, sometimes, I yeah, sometimes you'll notice he'll notice it. It's like, hey, why aren't pe- this amount of people are using karate? He notices this, the differences and he starts buffing stuff. It, it takes a minute, but you, you have to understand. <laughs> On the although most of the stuff that he makes is either broken or balanced or needs a properly a buff, you have to respect the fact that. It's a he's a very busy guy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, extremely busy. Yeah, hundred percent. And I feel like and I feel like there's so many people saying and demanding things that it's sort of hard to keep up. And I feel like utilizing the polls and basically having that suggestions was a very good thing. But taking like the most and I feel like we should sort of start like a uh, or bring a bot in for like the suggestions and like ping or an announcement or like DFC polls. 
ping the fighters or just ping the people in general to see what they wanted to see. I know Egg was talking about having 25 actions. Personally, I don't want to see 25 actions because, number one, the fights are going to get longer. Yes, but the duration and the fight style changes. The meta changes yeah, yeah, the way meta. drastically. And I feel like and I feel like it's going to bring more technical fighters, number one, and they're going to start utilizing more small damage. And mm. there's also more of an awareness of, I got to survive. I feel like moving it to 22 is a better decision because you're testing it out. Right. Right. Because exactly. you're not necessarily getting rid of the meta. Because right now, it's either just overhand, haymaker, uh, B-kick. B-kick's really good. B-kick is extremely good. Um, leg kick. Mm-hmm. The, the body back. moves are, I think, are I think, overpowered. Yeah. Well, I mean, B-punch, not as much. But you I mean, see combo like pop up a, li- a lot. And not necessarily that that prompt. I think lowering the rates on that, prompt showing up and sort of increasing the damage output, like more fives, and then rather than getting rid of like the counters and everything like that, because cross is good too. Right. Not as good as it was like a month back, or I should say a year, my bad, a year back. But... I don't know. It's it's one of those things, and I want to trail into what your thoughts were on that uh, on the Yamazaki versus uh, Jose fight. What do you think happened? Yamazaki versus Jose. Um, I was, I believe, I was just getting pinged about judges for it, and all I really saw was um, <laughs> didn't Yamazaki steamroll like Jose? No. Oh he no. Did. He didn't. No, we have a new yeah. 185 champ. Wow. And that's why Ego McMahon said Yamazaki deserves the rematch. And I'm like, not really because, like I said, there's really no situation that makes him. Because, like I said, Yamazaki had heart in the fight. And mm-hmm. I feel like he did have heart in that fight. But Jose, number one, was technical. In right. a fight which I preach, every fighter is technical. You know, Conor McGregor once said, uh, speed, uh, precision, and accuracy beat speed and power. You exactly. know, taking those low damage shots and utilizing your jabs, your your feints, your fakes. You know, and I feel like that's why um, Yom lost the fight. Because like I said, there's he wasn't fighting like the champion. Yeah. Jose was fighting as, as the champion. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I've said this before multiple times on, on this podcast as well. If you haven't listened to it at all, Max, or for those who are just now listening or watching us speak, um, the championship doesn't – you don't choose the championship. The championship chooses you. Exactly. Exactly. You you have to honor the championship. You have to honor the championship, which is extremely funny. And the qualities that the championship is looking for in particularly is saying who has the heart in those fights, who performs the best, and you'll get rewarded. Tiago definitely didn't have the heart in that shit. 
Not at all. Not at all. You're not going to be rewarded for, I say spamming, even though ironically that's ironic. Spam used to be a big problem. Yeah. I feel like the definition of the championship has changed over time. Because at first, at first, winning a title in like April really didn't mean much. Now it is because you're seeing, you're seeing a lot more of quality versus quantity. Yeah, a lot. You more know, is... Yamazaki getting the the goat talks is because of his quality. But I bring this to you because you probably know it better than I do. When Carnage fought Navy, you know, was there talked about an incident rematch then? Uh Carnage versus Maybe. I yeah yeah yeah. Did you hear that about Because hmm? Navy retired right after. That's what I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Navy was a really good fighter. Damn. I, I, oh yeah, I remember watching that that fight too as well. And after Navy said he was just going to retire straight, I was like, God damn. So you didn't even have a chance and. The reason why I say Navy versus um, Carnage, because this is the same exact thing that happened. Just in a different division and two different other fighters. Navy versus Carnage happened. And we saw a rise in the legend of Carnage and how dominant he was at heavyweight. The same exact thing is going to happen with Jose. Even if they rematch. Even exactly. if they rematch. 100%. Even if it is an instant rematch like people are calling it for. Number one, Yamazaki and the reason why I say Yamazaki's getting preferential treatment was because of how dominant he was. And not to say that's a bad thing, but you're holding up the contenders. And I feel like Abe White likes to push a lot of fighters. Right. A lot to push a lot of fighters. And I know examples of like um i don't think it was diego but someone else like came off of like three defending streaks because like i said a has a hard job there's a lot to keep up with but i feel like he pushes more rather rather and he looks at the division he's still trying to take out stewie you know he's still trying to take out in the welterweight rankings for like a minute now (laughs) i know so i mean I mean, but Stewie's been dominant because no one's tested him in that division. As soon as I left, no one has tested him. No one has even come close to testing him. And until I see that, that's the same exact situation that Yamazaki was in at 185. Until we have someone test him, and we did, that is the best person right now. The best person right now, as time is recording this, as episode 7, as time is having you the guest right now, Jose is the best because he had the heart, he played technical, and he won his fight. Champions Jeez. are made in those championship rounds for a reason. There's a reason why champion they call it the championship rounds because those rounds define the champion and define the fight. Look at Ortega versus um, Alexander Volkov for an example. What happened in round four? What happened in round four? We almost saw a new champion. Did we not? Yep. But Alexander Volkov rose up kicked ass for the last two rounds and won the fight. Exactly. Now, ultimately, ultimately, I st- 
in the UFC terms, I don't think Volkov's the best because I see Holloway. I see Max Holloway. Right. Volkov barely escapes Holloway. And we're gonna see we're gonna see what happens at 145. Chance on Jung may fight Ortega again. Yeah. Or he may or he may even fight the winner of Holloway versus Catter. Or no, I think he might even fight Catter. I think that's the next fight to make. Kevin Catter. Versus Chance on Jung in UFC terms. But oh god, I've been talking for so long. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like it's not fair to other fighters in the GFC who have, like, let's say with Cody Garbrandt, he was dominating the fight up against Kenji. He was dominating right. that fight and got hit with one body kick, his liver shut down, and the ref called the fight. Ref's all enough. Oh, that yeah. in itself, I think, I think, I think <laughs> that, Cody that deserves, deserves a rematch off of that. That if that didn't get a rematch, which it didn't at all. Didn't? Wow. No, it didn't get a rematch. I was so my rematch. question is: is so if that fight didn't get a rematch, and now we're sitting between of well, Woods is next in line because as soon as Kenji lost, or as soon as Cody lost, it was either going to be Garbrandt versus Woods. Which I would have understood because he has to defend that number one ranked spot before you get the shot again. And that's that's why I feel like it doesn't do the past justice and it doesn't do the fighters that had to give up their shot or their rematch that was justifiably so earned. Right. And I feel like Yamazaki has that special treatment. Not to dis- discredit the guy because he's he certainly earned that treatment of having that, but he wasn't the better fighter. He wasn't the, be- the better fighter. He isn't champion right now, is he? He lost. And I feel like um, Ego McMahon said the Valentina Shevchenko fight for the co-main event last night. He said mm-hmm. had uh, that Murphy girl won via split decision and controversial decision, which she deserved a rematch. And I said, in my turn, if the fight could have gone either ways, I think, yeah. I think, yeah, but yeah, the difference between that is, is I, I guess it's the same situation. Actually, it was the same exact situation. The difference was that didn't happen. That didn't happen. So it's, instead of using speculation, you're ignoring the facts and you're ignoring the results. And I feel like that's all Yamazaki fans have to lead off of, you know, um, I made a joke earlier where I was like, Onigashimasu, Yamazaki kun, Onigashimasu, we must see the rematch. <laughs> no, no. Will the rematch come at some point? Probably. Yeah, maybe. Probably, but, uh, but we, we, we can't say anything about that because you have Trey, who I think right now deserves a shot. Trey's been waiting for that shot. You know, Yam. Yam had the chance of moving down to 170 to fight Stewie. Had the chance to move up at 205 again and recapture the cruiserweight belt. You know, they're... He's a double champ. Simultaneous double champ. He has champ-champ status. You know, so... I feel like... He treated his division well. He honored the title. That's something we're not going to be able to take away from him. He definitely honored it. 
100%. But it's not... The title said it's enough. Like, nine title defenses, it's like, yeah, I'm, 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 I think we need a new champion. And guess what? And like I said, you can speculate all you want on who actually won that fight. But the majority of people said that um, Reyes won that fight and we should have a new 205 champion at UFC. At the UFC pay-per-view, I think in 2020, February. So a year ago. A year ago between John Jones and Reyes, a lot of people saw Reyes winning the first three rounds of that fight. 100%. It's, a, it's the same exact thing here. Mm-hmm. You, you, you could say who would have won, but when it comes down to it, you weren't judging that fight. It's, it's nice to say what could have been, what could have been. You know, what happens if uh, Patrick Mahomes and Super Bowl 51 or 52, you can correct me on this. What if Patrick Mahomes rolled out and the receivers just started touching the pocket? What could happen there? It would have been a new game. 100%. You know, Habs, Bones lost. Reyes would have been considered one of the greatest 205 fighters of all time. And I call this right now because the same thing happened with Jose. Jose now gets to say that I beat the best fighter in our generation, arguably the best fighter in our generation. Right. And I beat him that no one else could. I stood the distance. Because number one, Yamazaki is an extremely good finisher, but he lacks that energy and conditioning. And Jose took advantage of that. He 100%. won the championship rounds because he was technical and he had heart. That's what the championship at 185 is looking for. Championship at 170 is looking for dominance. Championship at 248, probably the same thing. Championship at 205, probably the same thing. Championship at 135. Right now, we just see we just saw a new championship, so it's hard to tell. 155, it's searching, it's searching. Who has that it factor at 155? The same thing at 145. You know, there's there's a lot more stricter weight weight discrepancies now in the DFC. Speaking speaking of which, um. And this kind of it kind of fits into the narrative of weight discrepancies, but um we already know the pound for pound rankings in the uh, rankings, right? We were tr- we are, at least are trying to propose to Egg that maybe what we should do is take those top ten fighters and put them in a little tournament for fighter of the year. But Egg oh yeah yeah no I I, pr- yeah, yeah, yeah. I I propose that. Yeah, but Egg keeps always keeps on bringing up the um weight discrepancies, quote unquote. And I mean, we can put that to the side just for this. We can get the technical fighter of the year instead of just using fight performances and saying oh this and oh that. You can put the weight discrepancies to the side. For exactly, the, for exactly. That yeah. has to happen. That has to happen. Yeah, yeah. We can just number one. The top it, it, 10. it brings it brings revenue between the fights. And senior as is, like I said, it's a bot and it's not really IRL, IRL. Um, I think that should happen. You get to fight people outside of your weight group. You get to fight people outside your weight group. And Mm -hmm. normally people have to create alts and stuff for that. But you can just fight. Number one, you get 
probably will get pronounced as one of the best fighters for that year. You get to fight people at your weight group without the use of alts, which some people don't like, myself included. I don't have time for that personally. And it's cool. It's a really interesting thing that we should probably do. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. Man. I, I, I know I talked to you privately about the DFL and the same thing with Egg and the current state that it's in. And I feel like that needs a revival as well. But also to kick off things in the GFC more specifically, I feel like why hasn't it been done? Like, genuinely, why hasn't that even been done? You can have it as a challenger series. Bonuses and gets to hold the yeah, BMF title. That, that's originally what I wanted, wanted the BMF title to do. The baddest motherfucker on the planet. That's your number one pound for pound. That's an I honor. Mean, I mean, technically, there's two ways we could do it. Number one, you can go to the union, the TFC union. You could push for that. Number two, we could make it the unofficial, quote-unquote, and just get all 10 fighters to mutually agree to get part of this tournament. And there's two ways you can do it. You know, probably the DFC union to push for that because it would be better rather than have someone get hurt out of the UFC. Or we could just have them go into the DBO and just have each other knocked out and say, hey, he's the best striker and give him the BMF title that way. You know, nothing's stopping these fighters from kickboxing. You yeah. know, I, I had a kickboxing match with Jaw, which is ironic, but he tested positive for PED. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where I feel like they're, they're not jumping on it. They're not jumping on it. And it's the easiest fights to make. It's literally, you literally take one versus 10, two versus nine, three versus six. I, I don't think that's four possible versus in the five. tournament setting. <laughs> I think like nine and, nine and 10 will probably have to go to a quote unquote wild card. Or you could, no, you probably give one or two a bye. Then yeah, maybe. but I mean, as the brackets stand right now, it's one creator, two Stewie. Threes, Wadi, four sushi, fives, I believe Tiago, which Tiago should get kicked out. Kenny should be put Tiago just healed rough. Um No Love is at seven, which I think we'll see KMJ creep up there. Jordy is probably gonna get kicked out. Akira's probably gonna get kicked out as well, and so is Jaw. But I mean, what do you Oh, yeah, for the future of DFC 136, before I let you go, um, or at 156, um, do you think it's going to be 135 or 205? Or do you think it's going to be both? I personally think it's going to be both because I feel like 205 doesn't have the sort of box office appeal that 135 does because I feel like the 135 minute event should be the one to make. And I feel like Kenji... If Kenji ducks Woods, then there's going to be a problem. Oh, mm. Mm, I'm sorry. I feel like because I... Kenji came out and tweeted at uh, Carrie Kai, looked really good, real good against a tough opponent like Cody. That elbow really hit him in the jaw. She's a dangerous fighter, and she improved in that fight. I mean, 
so, something has to get talked about with Woods because I because like I said I think one of the ESPN people brought it up probably me or someone else where they were like Woods has been in, in bantamweight since its inception believe it or not you know if he ends up winning that title it's gonna be Truman or sort of like a um, I wanna or what's his name. Oh, I forgot him. I forgot him. It took him a minute to win the championship at 155. And I think Ruffles beat him. Uh, he had a podcast. He had a podcast. Was it the... You know who I'm... Novo what? You know who I'm talking about, too. That's... <laughs> I, I know, I know. Yeah, because yeah, there's only, like, a limit of not much people who do podcasts. Terrence, 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 there we go, there we go, he's sort of in a situation to wait for his titles, and it took him a minute to finally get the shot, I don't know, I, I feel like, I feel like Wood should get the shot, you know, he's coming off of a three, two fight, one streak up against CJ Dillashaw, who's coming off a win, um, he won via HP decision, He's coming off a dominant performance up against Carey. So what's next? Yes, Carey did beat the former contender. So there is an argument to be made there. Honestly, I don't know what happens. It's a hard thing to make. And I feel like it's one of those things where you can easily just chuck out the possibility of maybe throwing up an interim title. Maybe to get the correct contender or just having this contender's fight to clear that up is, that. That is true. Considering Ruff decided that he was retiring after that fight. So the question is, what are they going to do? Exactly. So what are you going to do at 135? I, I think Kenji's put in a very bad situation because had Cody beaten Kerry, uh, I, I, th- I think Woods would have gotten the shot now had Harry won, I can't say honestly. Because both fighters are two and one within their right. last three. Both losing to the number one contender at that time. So I don't I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I what time is it right now? It is almost 30, 12 minutes before the fight card gets released. So because I talked with Ego about it, and he said he's going to drop it at six. So I think I think it's going to be one thirty-five and two hundred five. That's my gut. I think it's going to be one thirty-five as a main event and two hundred five as a main event. All right, I gotta go. See ya. Pleasure having you on the podcast and whatnot. Yeah. All right. All right. Max, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Rundown from the South, Episode 7. Peace.